Hey everybody, good morning and um, doing a do-over and welcome and thank you all for uh, logging on and letting me know that no one could hear me. So there are occasionally problems with the live podcast and getting on live. I do know that my internet connection is excellent right now and we will just hang on because I know people are calling back in. Well, today is also known as the full moon, the full hunter's moon. And it is a wonderful day in the world of astrology for uh, putting things into action, signing papers, and getting things done. So, all right, and just checking and seeing if anybody can hear me right now. And uh, we are having some problems, but it looks as if we are live and good to go. So um, I'm going to just repeat so the, all of the things that I said for the last 10 minutes where nobody could hear me and this stuff happens. All right, so first of all, I am your hostess, Ellie Molina. I'm an intuitive psychic. I am an author and the creator of the Psy Kids Academy, a magical place where children and their adults can tap into their inner magic while raising consciousness. And to learn more about Psy Kids, head on over to www.psikidsacademy.com, Psy Kids Academy. And download your free 16-page brochure titled, What If? Six Ways to Help Your Child Tap Their Inner Magic. Now, the thing about this, six ways to help your child tap their inner magic, this is not just only for children. This is for us as well, because we all have that child still within us. We have all ages tucked inside of our bodies. Anyway, head on over, check out SciKidsAcademy.com. It's got a treasure trove of information worth looking into. And so let's just talk about some fabulous planetary aspects that we've got going for this week. Well, first of all, it's the full moon in Aries, and all of the other planets are now direct. Mercury, Jupiter, um, Saturn, and um, yeah, Mars. Everybody's direct. Everything is moving. So this action planet will be great for signing papers, negotiating, and your outcomes will be positive. And I was saying earlier when no one could hear me that tomorrow we've got a Mars square Pluto. So if you find yourself being a little envious of people, you want to look at that and realize that is a waste of energy and a waste of time. And whenever the green-eyed monster comes up, that is an area where we are lacking self-confidence. So you may want to take a look at where are you particularly feeling self, you know, lack of self-confidence where you're jealous. Like if someone, you know, jealousy comes in all different forms. But, you know, if you notice that you're feeling envious or jealous of someone, take a look at that area, not that person, that area. What is it that they have that you really want where you're not feeling confident? And then go out and gain some confidence. Look at the stuff that you're really good at and then start looking at those areas that you want to be good at and practice developing those. Then on the 22nd of October, this 
Friday, the sun enters Scorpio, and this is a wonderful time to go within. So really, you know, imagine yourself planting seeds during this time that then these seeds are going to sprout or not begin to sprout as Sagittarius enters when everybody's in a great happy mood again. But it, this is a time for inward, the inward journey, journaling, taking care of yourself, looking at what is coming up for you, looking at your fears, recognizing everything, looking at your plans, laying down the foundation for what it is that you want to sow in 2022 going forward and for the rest of your life, you know, until you change your mind and go on a different direction. Anyway, with all of that being said, it's just really good energy to get working and dig deep within yourself. So I've got some questions submitted for this week and the, I've got a couple of questions out of England. And so here we go. Thank you to our listeners in the UK. So we know that the law of attraction works, but we also know that we have to take action. In relationship to connecting with our love counterpart, does this mean that apart from speaking it in my mind as I wish it to happen or have already seen it happen, will I need to put myself out there, dating sites, etc., as a means to take action? This is certainly not very appealing to me. Well, you've already answered this question yourself. If you look at the key sentence here, will I need to also put myself out there, dating sites, etc.? Take off the question mark on that, reverse it, and you have your answer. I will need to put myself out there as a means to having results. And this is true with everything. You know, if you think that you can sit on your couch waiting for years to have somebody remarkably come in through the door or through the window, I'm not saying it's not possible, but the chances are that by putting yourself out there into a situation, either on a dating app or in groups or going to places where you have like interests, you know, the common sense, the more that you're around people who have the same interests you have, the faster your chances are for making, for making magic in this area and attracting into your life what it is that you wish to have. So just a few things. I've got a couple of clients that I'm working with right now who have put themselves out on dating apps and they're having remarkable success. You want to just look at what is the intent that you're putting out there? What is the information that you're putting out there? Remember, they people on dating apps are going to look at your photos and they may listen, they may read what you wrote, but mostly it's your photos. So if you have your images matching your intention and it's in alignment, you'll be attracting different people. Um, the other thing I wanted to tell you on this one is that the universe really loves action. I had a client who was looking, she had money um, in tied up in an account and through the emails and all kinds of phone calls, nothing was happening. Now, this account that she had to release the money from was a few hours away from her home. And so she was not looking forward to going there to taking action. But the amazing thing is that once she decided, okay, the universe loves action, I've got to go take some action. I know I'm going to have to drive four hours to get there, but the universe loves action. Well, she got in her car, she drove for four hours, she arrived at this financial institution, she made a bit of a polite scene, meaning I need to get my money released and please help me. And voila, of course, the universe obliged and 
a very large amount of money was then released to her within moments, as opposed to having, she waited for quite some time, waiting for the bank to handle it, waiting for the channels to come through the way that quote unquote, it's supposed to happen. But it wasn't until she actually got up, got out and made that drive that all of a sudden universe obliged and voila, she had her money and she went home another four hours, but as a very happy person. So again, uh, I suggest you get off your couch and get yourself onto an app or some kind of environment where you can attract other people who are like-minded and share interests and then just continue doing the mental the mental work and the self-talk that is in alignment, knowing that I now attract the perfect person and this perfect person is now in my energy field waiting to meet me. Okay, uh, next question. I have cleared quantum entanglements that I had with my son's stepmother and my ex. I keep clearing things in my mind and using techniques such as Ho'oponopono. However, I was recently told by a medium that my son's stepmother is trying to harm me and I know she is using manipulation tactics with my son so that he moves to live with them. Is there anything I can do to stop negative and harmful behavior from coming in? Well, there's quite a lot. So first of all, I hate to be the one to tell you this because you know that I also work in the psychic realm, but you got to be really mindful and careful when people tell you that other people are looking to harm you. Um, the next thing that I automatically can I anticipate is when a medium or someone tells another person that, that the next thing will be to, you know, hey, let me remove the spell and I'll charge you a thousand, two thousand, five thousand dollars to do this. Um, back in 2004, I was interviewed for the New York Times and they didn't carry much of the questions that they asked me other than one, which was be mindful of psychics and mediums and anyone who tells you that they're going to remove spells from you or they're going to do these wonderful things for a very large sum of money. This is you know, this, this is manipulating you and your fear. And um, I'd just be really super careful. So um, in this case, also, since you've been told by a medium that your son's stepmother is trying to harm you, and that she's manipulating your son, again, this is a belief. Now, what we believe we also begin to put into action, and we also have the perspective of this. So if you are now looking, you know, take a look at the glass is half full. Let's take a look at that. You know, um, I can see the glass half full. You may see the glass half empty. You may see that someone's trying to harm you. So if you're seeing that someone's trying to harm you, you're going to have experiences that will reflect your belief. If you see that you are divinely protected and that no one can harm you and that that is just nonsense, that you have, you know, you're like a duck, everything just rolls right off of you. Well, that's not even something that can come into your awareness or into your consciousness. So that is not something that gets created in conversation. It's not something that gets created in thoughts. It's not something that gets created in the energy field. Because if you believe people are looking to harm and manipulate you, number one, 
that sticks you into a victimization mode that people are looking to do things to you. And half the time, people are so busy taking care of themselves that they're really not interested in looking to do anything to another person. And even if they were, you put right white light divine protection around you. You can use um, mirrors, you know, that you put up these mirrors and they reflect back and then you just meditate and you say, you know what, all negative energy gets returned to the sender. And you do that as often as possible. And you take your focus off of being the victim of someone's um, crazy magic and um, use your own powerful white light magic to counteract that if you believe this is what's happening. Uh, Currently, there was, I just read an article this morning, per se, about a man who was looking to sue a psychic in California because she took money from him to put a spell on his ex-wife so that his ex-wife would come home to him and return to the marriage. Well, the spell did not work. The ex-wife did not come home and he was looking to sue her. Uh, obviously this is not going to work. He, you know, the law, the suit was thrown out of court, but it was an interesting observation. Oh, so, you know, again, if you're going to put your energy into that, you got to look that what are you doing with your energy where your energy could be used so so much more constructively for the relationship that you have with your son, for building your business, for not living in fear of what other people are doing to you. All right. Like really step out of that, out of that paradigm and grab your power and decide what it is that you want to do, where you want to go and what you want your life to look like, and then head in that direction with your thoughts. Okay. And the last question over here, uh, no, there are two more questions. Um, Okay, it's basically the same. This is part two of the same question that my ex-husband and his wife are back in the picture. They're bringing trouble. I'm seeking legal advice. It is destabilizing to my son and myself. All right, this is something, again, that you have control over in terms of your thoughts, your language, putting up your white light reflectors, and claiming power in the conversation. And by stepping into your power, these situations are not going to become available to cause trouble. We can only allow people to cause trouble in our lives if there is an opening, if there is, if there's an opening. And if there's no opening, they cannot come back into the picture because there's no opening to that frame. So you've got to be real careful of what it is that you're doing, what it is that you're thinking, where you're putting your energy. Okay. Um, I'm intending that that has helped. So acquisition, next question over here, acquisition of new clients and business. I've changed the story in my mind. However, there are days where I feel the pressure of being reminded of the debt that I have. And one is to, one way is to give up my business and find a job or continue and risk getting into more debt, which is fear-based thinking, and I'm fully aware of this. The question is, how much do I need to allow myself to keep pushing the business forward before I end up in more debt? Okay. Well, here's a suggestion. Um, In order to feel better, you may want to just look at ways of supplementing your income, which may mean that you need to get a quote unquote part-time job so that it takes care of the fear. And then on the second end, you can continue to push your business forward. However, 
don't invest any more money right now. There are ample ways to get your business moving forward without having to invest a lot of money. Um, so if you have invested a lot of money into your business, use the money that you have invested so far and start from that point. Now it's all about energy. It's all about action. It's all about being seen. So start getting yourself seen, start getting yourself out there. Look at the connections that you can make, uh, go online and listen to free YouTube videos about what it takes to start a successful business and then get yourself out there to, you know, to, to your audience. And there's no reason to add more expense into this in order to make your business go. You can start a business from almost nothing. You have a YouTube channel that you can talk on. There are so many different ways. So the idea is to stop the thinking that you need to invest in your business anymore in order to make money. That is not true. We invest in our business as we continue to grow. But initially, once you've made the, the, the basic investments, you know, you can have a simple WordPress site or Squarespace or a Wix page, and then you can get to work. And there's ample opportunity to get to work. There's so many opportunities on social media and connecting with friends and institutions. So get yourself out there. That is the only secret to this. You don't have to hide any longer. You don't need to invest any more money. Investing more money is not going to be the magic, uh, the magic key to unlocking the business. Okay. Now I intend that these have helped you in some sort of way. And I'm going to talk about something that is happening right now on in Western culture. I cannot speak for other cultures, you know, other than the West right now, but what is going on right now is something known as the Great Resignation, also known as the Big Quit. According to NPR, last week, this is just a week ago now, uh, and I'm quoting, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics announced that 4.3 million Americans, or 2.9% of the entire workforce, quit their jobs in August. This was a record-breaking month, piggybacking on previous record months. The great resignation is real, and it can be seen across virtually all industries. Now, I'm quoting that from NPR. So now, if you haven't heard of the great resignation, now, you know, this perhaps has piqued your curiosity, because I am not really somebody who follows the news a lot. I have a belief system that we want to be very careful about the information that we put into our into our awareness and into our consciousness. And I also believe that we need to know what's going on. So if you're currently driving a car and you've noticed that gas prices are have gone up considerably and you've noticed that not only have gas prices gone up, but the food prices have gone up. And if you've noticed that there have been... Uh, big gaps in the supply chain. So you may want to start asking yourself, what's going on? So these were questions that I asked myself, like, what's going on? 
where's the food in the supermarket? And why are people not able to purchase cars right now? And why is gas so high? So I started asking myself a lot of questions. And there are some very, very obvious answers. And then there is some not so obvious answers. And I came across then through these, through my inquiry upon this article called The Great Resignation. So now, what does it mean to be resigned? Well, the, dic- the dictionary defines resignation as the act of retiring or giving up a position or the acceptance of something undesirable but inevitable. Now, that one really got to me. So you see, we are accepting undesirable things as inevitable. Really? If this is part of the social consciousness that's getting programmed into us, this has really big ramifications. So I'm going to come back and talk about that. So now NPR started asking economists and pollsters, like, what's going on? Is it the generous amount of the government benefits encouraging people to quit? Well, evidence is suggesting that that's not it. And then there was the Texas AMM and M psychologist Anthony Klotz, who predicted and coined the term the Great Resignation back in May. And this is where he was saying that people were having pandemic epiphanies. So more and more workers were departing from their jobs for quote unquote greener pastures. And then Research was done by um, UC Berkeley economist Ulrika Malmendier, and she suggests that there's something existential happening behind the great resignation and that the pandemic and the rise of remote work has changed the way we view our lives and the world. And this now goes into a much larger study. If you're interested in this, it's from the National Bureau of Economic Research um, on Exposure, Experience, and Expertise, Why Personal Histories Matter in Economies. And then she talks about neuroscience and um, how research is showing right now, especially true for kids, that childhood trauma can profoundly affect people's outcomes as adults. Okay, we agree. Uh, this includes putting them at risk for substance abuse, criminal and antisocial behavior, dropping out of school, chronic health problems, et cetera, et cetera. And these are now um, being predicted as effects of the pandemic and that the legacy of forced teleworking, homeschooling, dramatic social and economic changes are going to continue to shape our choices even after the the virus danger goes away and that many of us will be looking for new jobs and they we will be resigned. And so when I heard, when I started reading that, like, um, to look at to look at resigning in ourselves like giving up and resigning because the collective consciousness or not even the collective consciousness media some media some somebody who has been doing research has decided and coined a phrase calling it the great resignation and now we're living into this vocabulary we're resigning ourselves to the situation we're resigning ourselves to higher gas prices we're resigning ourselves to lack of food um, on our shelves we're resigning ourselves to feeling depressed and gloomy we're resigning ourselves to that really um 
human beings have a tendency for survival and we have a tendency to go against obstacles. The question now becomes, are we going to allow ourselves to become influenced by the media and by articles and by conversations that these are fear-based telling us and telling our children that we're going to be in a situation that we have to resign um, and accept resignation as what's next for us so that, okay, we understand that we're going to resign ourselves to higher gas prices. We're going to resign ourselves to food shortages. We're going to resign ourselves to homeschooling for the rest of our lives and being in the state of fear because it is inevitable. So, this raises a whole lot of questions right now. And we want to look at how we are allowing, and I say we are allowing ourselves, because if we buy into this, we are allowing ourselves to be manipulated. We are allowing ourselves to be basically controlled through fear. You know, human beings have a tendency to be fear-based. And so we look at this picture, it's how we've been conditioned. So we look at this picture and now we're stuck in this point of view. Oh my God, you know, we're not safe. We're going to go into resignation. We're This is how it's going to be. This is the way that life is going to be for the next 10 years where it's all dictated to us. Not so, just really, really not so. We get to, and this is really going to lead into like other stuff. We get to like, I'm going to use the word wake up, but you got to be careful because waking up was termed by Gurdjieff and not the community that it is now known as woke. This is a whole other topic of conversation that we are just not going to touch today. Only to wake up is, according to Gurdjieff, the um, philosopher and um, like Eastern guru from the 1800s. Basically, he was a Russian philosopher, Armenian, as a matter of fact. And he created um, a school of thought known as the Fourth Way later. And in this, Gurdjieff talked about how the human being tends to go into a state of unconsciousness. We go into, he didn't have neuroscience vocabulary, but we go into habitualization. So we go into habit. We stop thinking for ourselves. Everything becomes routine. And then suddenly something happens where we become conscious and aware. And that is where we wake up and then we go back to sleep. And so that is where this term awakening comes from. The awakening is to wake up from this state of sleepy unconsciousness. And that is what we are in right now. If we allow ourselves to be programmed by this great resignation, the big quit, Actually, it's a fabulous opportunity right now to take a look at institutions that are old and outdated, that are not working. Historically, we know that the educational system is outdated. It is an antiquated institution. It teaches children what to think, not how to think. All critical thinking skills are removed and we children are taught what to think, not how. The questions are formed. Even the teachers are taught what to teach, 
not how to teach, not how to engage it and make it more interesting. It gets shut down. And this is not something new. This happened already back in 2008 when I make a, made a conscious decision to leave education based on based on a reprimand that happened to me because I had asked the children to read out loud. And then an educator happened, not an educator, an administrator happened to walk in on her one of her, you know, daily checkups and walked into my classroom. I was teaching English language arts at that time, New York City. She walked into the middle school classroom and saw kids were actually reading out loud. Well, then I was called into the office later and told reading out loud is no longer accepted in our school and in our district because it encourages children to feel self-confident, in, uh, not self-con- self-conscious about their pronunciation abilities. So therefore, we are now telling you, not even asking you not to, we're telling you that if you do not want to get written up, you know, get in trouble. Here I am, an adult, and I'm going to be teaching for over 30 years, and I'm going to get in trouble by the administration because I'm not following the protocol because children are actually reading out loud. Well, you know, even with my psychic abilities, I can't hear into their heads how they're pronouncing those words and if they even know them. And if we don't read out loud or we don't let anybody know that we can understand a word, how are we going to improve our reading abilities? So, you know, it was just, that was just part of the one little part of the reason why I left. And again, this brings us into the institutionalized way of looking at education. So accepting, circling around, going off on a tangent and yet coming back, allowing ourselves to accept what others are telling us or they're convincing us and they're looking to fix us and they're looking to force an outcome on us. These are old ways of communicating. And with all the knowledge that is available to us right now in psychology and on the planet and in the spiritual community, we know that we do not have to accept other people's limited ways of looking at the world or accept their programming of how we see the world. It is up to us right now to increase our knowledge, increase our self-awareness so that we can say no to conversations as the great, the great resignation, we're all going to quit and we're going to resign when this can be a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for us right now to create something new. Remember Buckminster Fuller said, you can't break down the old. You've got to create the new to replace the old. And this is the opportunity to do that. Okay, things are not working. People are getting resigned because they've been told that they're getting resigned. Well, go create something new. So you don't want to work for a company at a minimum wage. Go create something new. Create something that will be of benefit to yourself, to society, and to humanity, to the culture. World of opportunity is waiting for us right now if we no longer accept this big quit, the great resignation, that we need to become resigned because it is inevitable. Not true. Who said that? One man, a psychology man, and it got picked up in the media. All right. Anyway, um, thank you all for listening. And um, 
it is my intention that I don't get banned from anything because um, right now there is part of this counterculture where everybody who does not say what is in accordance to the woke world is getting shut down. All sorts of contrary views are being shut down. And that's something else we want to start to look at. Where is our freedom of speech? And that now will be picked up by the algorithm. And I will leave that for another day and another week. I thank you all for being here today and listening and being a part of this podcast. Sending you all love and blessings. Remember, you can reach out at any time. And if you're interested in scheduling a session with me, just say that you are um, have been on the podcast or heard the podcast and that will give you 20% off of any of my um, readings um, for your next reading. Okie doke. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful week and a happy full moon. Love and blessings to you all.